What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the good, the bad and the stupid, it's Friday the 19th of February. Welcome back I said there, that is because I assume you've been here before, and if you've been here before, I assume you find it entertaining. <laughs> if you don't, I'm sure you're here for other reasons, uh, but perhaps you're going to report me to the authorities. Are you taking notes? Are you planning on suing me? Have I offended you and yours? Well, I'm afraid it's that kind of podcast, it does say on the tin, <laughs> unprofessional, unplanned no holds barred, load of nonsense chatter about what's going on in the news because the news is a load of nonsense chatter. So I'm just spinning it from a different direction and giving my own opinion on it. I'll tell you, I get the different newspapers every day and they're all saying something fucking different from each other. And they're all stealing stories from each other, apart from that as well, separately to that. <clears throat> you see something in the one newspaper on a Monday, it's in the other newspaper on the Friday. <laughs> And that's normally some of shit like the fucking the bloke with the biggest chip in the world. They're like, how did they get that story first? Well, we're going to have to print it anyway because that's one of the best stories that we've ever run. There's a great one in the news. Uh, sorry, in the I saw it was uh, it was one out of the the what was it called? The Sunday Sport, the Sunday Sport newspaper with their bullshit stories, and they just they do look real. I mean, it might be real because it's got real photographs. Why people would let these photographs be put in the newspaper of them, I don't know if it was like a fake setup, which it always is, but the story was uh, uh, some children, some kids who bought their dad a prostitute for his 50th birthday uh, to a hotel and, his, and their mum turned up as the prostitute. And obviously that was, uh, you know, it was a great story, but obviously bullshit but the way that they word it they make, they make it look so real but the people who are obviously actors but you can imagine all the people who know those actors or who know those people in their real lives they're just cracking up because of that story every time you know they, they just pin that story on you they know everybody some people in your town or your estate might not know you that close, but they've seen your faces your faces in that Sunday sport on that newsstand, and they're going, oh, bloody hell, what? He ordered a prostitute, and his wife turned up. Poor bastard. And all of a sudden, that story would escalate, because people love to chatter, as we all do. They love to tell a tale over the back fence. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that story's stuck. So I don't know whether you're an actor or whether you're a hard-up actor, or you just, you know... I mean... That's one of the worst things you could do is fucking ever get your face put in the Sunday sport attached to one. What was some of the other stories about the bloke who had like who, who was trying to put Cadbury's cream eggs up his backside, trying to beat his record for putting Cadbury's cream eggs up his backside for Easter. And there's a photo of him. <laughs> and it's like, I can't imagine it's a true story, but the photo that's attached now is you, whoever that person is. Either that or they've stole the photo from somewhere and just imagine that, they've just nicked your photo and all of a sudden you, you've been put in the newspaper sticking cabbage cream eggs at your backside and you've got no idea about it whatsoever. <laughs> Again, that's another situation that could have occurred. So I don't know, I'm going to have to dig, do some detective work on that, dig a little deeper. But I don't think I'll ever be that hard up that I'm ever going to attach my face to any of those stories. I'm bad enough attaching myself to some of the shit I talk about on this podcast. Here's one. Britain has, has more poo, more pee. Sorry, Britain has more poo, pee, poo is even worse than it. Britain has more poo than people on the streets, the report claims. An estimated 900,000 pooches shit on our parks and pavements daily without it being cleared up. 
A total of 98% of those polled said they had not noticed more dog poo since the start of the lockdown. They had noticed more dog poo since the start of the lockdown. That's because of the, uh, um, you know, the, the, you can get away with it more. There's less people on the street, so if somebody's less likely to uh, tell you, or you, you're not picking up your dog shit. You know, it's all about people people kind of uh what's the word people power doing the nosy neighbor grassing up your neighbors i did it the other some my neighbor shat on i know he does it the dog did a fucking shit outside my door but i'd seen his dog do it out the window because i'm a level up so i went and i got it and i threw it outside his fucking front door <laughs> so and i reckon he knew because i reckon he knew the dog did it outside my house and then all of a sudden, that same dog shit is now outside his front door. So it was like a passive-aggressive move. And I've not, he's not done it since, so maybe he picks it up now. Anyway, so we got more, more shit on the streets. i tell you what, we've got fucking plenty to worry about. I, I don't see I mean, there is... You do see it because I fucking stood in it. But at the same time, it's not as much as it used to be in the 80s. In the 80s, it was fucking shit central. Everywhere... I mean, you used to roll your football in it just to get somebody to head the ball. You used to throw people over in it when you were fighting with your kids. That was the main thing to do. It was almost like, a, you know, like a wrestle match. <laughs> Instead of the kids' version of wrestling to death where you've got a sheer drop behind you and, you, and you're fighting and one of you's going to go off to your death like warriors. The kids' version of that is you're fighting near a pile of dog shit and whoever wins gets to th throws the other one on top of the dog shit. So you're trying to throw each other karate moves, judo moves, and you're holding each other up and somebody's going to end up in the dog shit. <laughs> Proper little warriors we were growing up. Anyway, um, a £10 note, which a £10 note, <clears throat> which is almost a century old, could sell for £26,000. Well, it should do. A £10 note from fucking 100 years ago is probably worth £26,000. No, beg your pardon. No, it wouldn't be, would it? Because the money's worth shit these days. It's gone from... A £10 note would have been worth £26,000 is what I'm trying to get at at the time, 100 years ago. But a £10 note... But because of inflation, over time, money's worth shit. It's not worth fuck all. Look at the dollar. The dollar... I was watching it... The, I seen it the other week. Uh, the dollar in 1913... The dollar since 1913 has only got 1% of its value left today 1% and that's because they've printed over 25% of all the dollars in existence have been printed in the last 24 uh, in the last 12 months so <laughs> don't accept any payments in dollars cash whatever you do because you're going to get fucking lump it's just going to be going down in value as, as soon as you receive it and i think a lot of people in china and places like that are doing exactly that they're refusing to take uh, take payments in dollars and that's why the Fed Reserve, the Fed Reserve, and everything—they're buying up loads of things, they're printing all the money, and buying loads of property and stuff with it, and fucking, you know, printing worthless money. Can't fucking make it up. The screwing us, the screwing you, and I'm saying the screwing us—that's spreading all around the world, because the dollar's everywhere, isn't it? So uh, they're not just screwing you, Americans. Don't worry about that. Anyway, so yeah, dog shit on the streets and dog shit money in your pocket. That's the way I'm going to look at that. Here's another one. Having well, this is not nothing to do with it, but having a poor night's sleep really does put you in a bad mood. Fucking right. And it's even worse if you go to bed with a bad mood and then you can't sleep. 
You want to see the stinker that I wake up with after that? <laughs> That's the worst kind of bad mood. Um, and I've had them plenty. I'm trying to... Uh, I was I was born in a bad mood. You know, it's very hard to shake it off. I think I'm just... <laughs> but so I, th I think it's just stuck. I think sometimes now I just look like I'm in a bad mood. And you walk down the street and people say, cheer up. People you don't even know. And you're like... I'm just minding my own business. I've just obviously got a bad look mood on my face. Bad mood look. I don't even know. I'm just quite happy with the, with the stony face look. <laughs> but I don't get that. People say cheer up. Who the fuck walks around with a big smile on the face anyway? You know, if I'm not walking with somebody, I don't walk around with a smile on my face. I look like I'm fucking nuts tonight. And plus, if I did smile at you, you wouldn't talk to me at all. You'd just be walking around going, oh, that cunt wants to have a chat. I'm going to walk off in a different direction. Anyway, uh, Peaky Blinders. If you like my accent, then uh, you won't... Peaky Blinders um, has been dissed by another actor, Mark Frost, who is a Brummie, apparently. And he's been uh, dissing the Brummie accents in uh, in Peaky Blinders. I don't... Some of them are shit. I mean, they are. They were pretty bad to start with, but Cillian is dissing Cillian Murphy's and everybody's, but I think Cillian Murphy's is not too bad. And the woman who plays Polly. Her accent's not too bad. Some of them have got it down, but some of them were terrible in the first series, but uh, it's an hard accent to do. You're either born with it, or it's very... Um, nobody's ever tried to put on a Brummie accent uh, without taking the piss out of us, but they're having to play with a serious note in this so they can't be doing a fucking joke accent like you know it's easy to put on the joke Brummie accent look at Kevin Turvey that's one of the funniest fucking uh, characters going Rick Mayo uh, of Rick Mayo fame well yeah so uh, the Peaky Blinders are being slammed by a Brummie actor and he's probably saying that because he's, saying, <laughs> he's trying to get a part in it that's what I read that as He's like going, why the fuck? I'm a Brummie. I'm an, I'm an actor and I'm a Brummie. Why have you not got me in that show? Why have you not got Brummie actors in the show? Why are you getting other people to come in and try and put on a Brummie accent? Okay, you're going to have some famous people who are actors, but if you don't do the accent right, you're coming across as a shit actor, aren't you? You know what I mean? I mean, Ewan McGregor, I think Ewan McGregor's fucking great, but I've seen him in a couple of films where he was putting on... He's done it better in other ones, but I've seen him... In a film where he's putting on a shit American accent, you think, why have you got him to do that? Why can't he just be Scottish in an American film? <laughs> it's still Scottish people live in America. It doesn't matter that he's has to put on, you know, you're making him put on an American accent, and it's just stupid to just get an American to do it. What the fuck? Because you're making the film look shit. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I really don't. You know, you get the guy do it, and if he, if the actor if the accent isn't coming off. You gotta swap it out. Put somebody else in. Anyway, but he's a great actor otherwise. I mean fucking Hugh McGregor's been in some class films, train spotting being one and number one and two of them. Train spotting one and two. Anyway, a giant penis. A giant penis, I'll pull this out because I've been saying this, a giant penis was found engraved onto a two thousand year old milestone millstone dug up by experts. It was spotted on one of more than three hundred Roman uh querns? What's a quern? Spotted on, but anyway, so somebody's drawn a giant penis on something thousands of years ago, and I told you they got to do it. Of course they did. Any people who do that today, you do it on the school books. You do it now, even adults. First thing you think of to draw if you're fucking bored, you'd probably draw a big dick on somebody. You know, if you're trying to take the piss out of somebody, this is the kind of thing you do, and that that goes back years, I'm sure. 
So I could imagine there's some cave drawings on cave walls of cave kids drawing big dicks on horses and stuff like that, and big mammoths, drawing a mammoth, but then drawing a big dick off the back of it. Of course they do. That's just humour, isn't it? Genitals are funny. And it's never, it's never going to not be so. So, I say that, I was watching Naked Attraction last night, and that's f so matter-of-fact, it's weird. It's so like, you know, the way they go, oh, yeah, what do you think of his penis? What do you think of his, her vagina? They go, yeah, she's got a nice vagina. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd, I'd, I could live with that vagina. Very nice. And she's got, I like the way she shaved the pubes. It's so weirdly matter-of-fact. It's kind of put, putting you off fucking... Puts you off, you know, trying to... I could, I could imagine it be putting that that way into people's minds that it's puts you off. Um, what's what I'm trying to get at? It's it takes the fun out of some taking somebody's clothes off to see what's underneath because you're making the you know nakedness normal is what I'm trying to say. They're putting that many people on there with their different body parts and different body shapes, all the different fucking weird penis penises on there. I don't know. I tell you what. I, I, I like to think I'm fucking pretty normal uh, up against any of them. Any Anybody who watches that program and thinks fucking my dick's a lot weirder than any of these, don't ever go on it because it seems to pull... You must have to send photos in first off because everyone's different. They're all weird and fucking odd shapes and everything. And like, I can't imagine that... Uh, I, I can imagine to apply to go on that, you got to send them a picture of your dick. Got to do. Otherwise, it'd all just be everybody the same. So if you've got a weird dick, that's the only reason they're pulling you to be on there. So they're all going, oh, I've been allowed, I've been pulled onto the TV. It's really odd. Anyway, exhibitionists, the world's full of them. And here's a streaker. Speak of the devil, this is the last one I'm going to do. A streaker at the safari park. A streaker ran around in front of shocked families. Forget about the shocked families, he's running around in front of fucking lions and tigers and everything. But he's also doing it in front of uh, shocked family. So it's not the best place to be streaking, is it? In front of. In fact, it would have been even funnier. It would have been funny if the lions would have got hold of you and then fucking ripped you apart. The kids would have preferred that than seeing you. Actually, saying that, the kids would have enjoyed your. Um, the nudity running across the park. It's the adults who would be offended by it. The kids would find it quite funny. But yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, He's obviously nuts. I wonder if he was running to try, you know, these people who try and get run up and try and stro start stroking the lions and that, and the, the lions just start throwing them around. That didn't happen, luckily for them. <laughs> but uh, did you just go in as a one person in the car? That's a sad thing. Anyone go, go, you can't go to the safari park on your own. They shouldn't let anybody in. Anybody that goes into the safari park should be going in in a family car. It's a bit sad, isn't it? I'm going to go and watch the tigers and the lions by myself. I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going to strip off all my clothes and go for a run around. See how, where that gets me. Right, well, I want to visit West Midlands Safari Park. Longleat Safari Park. And uh, he's pleaded guilty. 12-month community order. <laughs> he's just, a, you know, he, he just likes it. He's an exhibitionist, once again. But he's, he's luckily, he's not a dead exhibitionist. Because them lions, they're hungry. And they're always hungry. And if you're going to swing... Something that looks like a uh, a little rodent around in front of them. They're gonna they're gonna chase it. Right on that <laughs> sexist, uh, not sexist, uh, sexy note. I was gonna say. I'm gonna leave it there. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and I'll uh, do another one.
as of on, uh, this time on Monday. See you later. Bye.